Hello and welcome to the Wiretap Whisper podcast presented by me, Sami ASMR. If you're watching the podcast for the first time and you don't know what it is, this is a ASMR creator focused podcast series where every week I'll have a different ASMR artist on and um, yeah, I'll be asking them all about their personal life, their ASMR channel and just everything in between really. Um, the podcasts are filmed in soft spoken or whispered, so they're, uh, still good to, you know, relax to chill out to nothing too intense. And yeah, today we are joined by the lovely Amy K ASMR. Hello, I'm Amy K. Nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I've got a brief, um, description for those of you guys who aren't familiar with Amy and yeah, so Amy is a um, American ASMR content creator. She currently has um, around 170 videos on her channel and she's been uploading um, for just over two and a half years, I want to say. And she's currently got 130,000 subscribers on her channel. And if I was to describe Amy's content to you, it's definitely... um, fantasy slash sci-fi role plays um but that's that's uh my quick summary of amy and i'm sure amy's about to give a better one but amy who are you today who am i today that is such a deep question and i love it i actually i cheated a little bit because i did watch some of your podcasts (sighs) and i saw that you asked that question um to lizzie because that was the first one that i watched and i was like what I don't even, I actually had days to prepare and I still don't know how to answer this question. No, <laughs> but you woke up today a, a different version of you, so it might change anyway. Yeah. Well, but that's such a interesting thing though, because you can see it through my role plays because sometimes I wake up and I'm just like a shy, like sweet character. And then sometimes I wake up and I'm just like full on yeah. evil, bad guy. Not, not saying that I'm like, I want to do bad things, but I just have like the confidence of like yeah. a a villain or something like that yeah um and today um i'm just i think i'm a bubbly version of amy i think i'm just a happy bubbly person because i I love talking with people so (laughs) um i'm an excited amy today i love that you're you're in the right place for that i guess (laughs) um so yeah so the way the podcast is going to work guys is um it's split into three sections basically it's split into um a past a present and a future section um so obviously we're going to start with the past and work towards the future um so yeah so the first thing amy i wanted to talk about is kind of um i haven't done this with a creator yet but um yeah i wanted to talk about your childhood um in as much detail as you want to give obviously but what is what's your early um, earliest memories as a child like what kind of environment did you grow up in I guess mm, earliest memories um well because I don't live there now I can say that I was born in Washington state and it's a very um beautiful place so and we lived in kind of the woods and so and my grandparents and my parents at the time were just really into the outdoors and hiking. So I think my earliest memories are just being outside a lot. And um, my mom used to be really into uh, riding bikes. She used to do it competitively. And she would have like me in the, in, there's like a 
thing that you can stick onto your bike that has wheels and then yes, you can sit in it. I know what you mean. <laughs> ride bikes with your mom. And so those are kind of like my earliest memories. <laughs> that's that's so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's funny because we'll talk about something later that actually links into that. Um, but yeah, the next question was, you know, what was what was Amy like in school? Was she was she academic? Was she sporty? Was she geeky? So um, in school, I was the uh, overachiever. I needed to be, I don't know why I got this way, but I felt like I needed to be the best at, at everything. And I was so concentrated on getting into, I wanted to get into an Ivy League school, like really bad. Mm-hmm. So um, I played a lot of sports. I was in about Every club you think of, I was in, I think, in a total, including sports, like 13 clubs wow. throughout all my years. Um, I was uh, vice president of student council. I was vice president of honor society. Like any big club that you can think of that looks good on your resume, I was in it. You and I was in it, it for every year of high school. I was so busy in high school. <laughs> so um, I guess I didn't have too much of a social life other than um, the people in the clubs. And I don't regret any of that because I had so much fun. Um, because I was in so many clubs, I knew so many people. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that I was in a specific group or like a specific, you know, niche. So um, yeah, I was just friends with everybody. <laughs> yeah, you were just kind of like, yeah, just in dipping your toes into everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, you know, through like school as you were growing up, did you know what you wanted to like be in life? What did you know what to? Did you know what you wanted to do in life? No. Um, well, it's yes and no. So, um, I, of course, I think when we're young, we're told a lot that being an artist or doing anything related to art doesn't get you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, when you have a family that kind of goes through like money struggles, you immediately are like, okay, I love art and I love acting, but I can't do that as a, um, as a career. Yeah. So I was in every school play and I was in the school musicals and stuff and it was my favorite thing um I took one drama class one year and um I loved it so much and it was my either junior or senior year when I was getting really big into trying to get into these Ivy League schools and the drama class was just for fun it was just I had an extra credit for fun and I remember my drama teacher like pulling me aside and she was like hey I think that you have a lot of potential and there's this camp that you can go to. And like, I don't, you know, I didn't want to share it with the class, but I, I want to share it with you. Like, I think you should go. Mm-hmm. And I felt it was such a sad moment because I wanted to go so bad. But I, at that moment, I was like, no, I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever makes money. That's what I'm going to be. Yeah. And um, I, I, that's one thing that I really wish that I hadn't done because. I wish that I had started chasing my dream of like acting and voice acting earlier on mm-hmm. um, because who knows what my life would have been. But um, at the same time, I truly believe that um, whatever happens is supposed to happen to you in your life. Mm-hmm. And that if those things hadn't happened to me before, that I wouldn't be who I am now. I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember the, what was the question. Oh, what I wanted to be when I grew yeah. up. 
So yeah, basically to summarize everything, I truly in my heart wanted to do something with acting or voice acting. But at that time, I also wanted to be a doctor or a scientist mm-hmm. or a lawyer, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I actually ended up going into business in college, um, which is funny. Uh, I don't know. And then, uh, how did of that come course, about? how did that come about? Um, I just, uh, I worked at a coffee shop and I quickly rose in like management. Mm-hmm. And, um, once you get to the point and then you start making like big money and mm-hmm. uh, you're like, okay, like I'll do business. That's fine. Um, but it's also extremely stressful uh, to be in management. And I was actually, that's what ended up making me watch ASMR was how stressful my job was in management. Yeah. And um, like, just imagine having to be the bad guy every day when you're in, you're, re- I'm a good guy. I'm a good person yeah. and I'm really happy. And I, and my team loved me, of course, but you have to be the bad guy. And, you know, just imagine every day having to be the person that, oh, I want to speak to the manager. So every day I had to be involved in confrontations. That was my job was to calm people down and be in confrontations every day. And I hate confrontation. Sure. So, you know, the money is just not worth it. Um, and I watched ASMR because the job was just so stressful. Um, and then eventually I was like, I'm going to make ASMR videos on my days off. And then Mm -hmm. once it came up, I was like, peace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess that's spoilers for later questions, but, um, I mean, I mean, I can go like deeper. Oh yeah. No, we will for sure. Yeah, we for sure will. Um, and, uh, I, I had so many questions in amongst that, but I was like letting you go. Um, basically, what I was going to say was um, like two things like stood out to me, like obviously with what you were saying about how you wanted to, you know, follow um, or pursue something with art a bit more, but you couldn't. Like you obviously, you know, you you put your family first, which is like super admirable. Like I love that. And then obviously the second part of that is, you know, there was there's just a, a kind of pressure from society, right, that says, oh, no, you can't like you can't do something like that and, and, and make money at the same time. And that kind of shied you, away, which is, which is sad. Um, but I think, I think, um, as the years go on, I think them type of jobs are just more, more acceptable and we should encourage people to just, you know, follow what they want to do. Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny because when I was in school, sorry, there's a plane. Or I can, something. I can, I can yeah. hardly hear it. <laughs> you can't even help here. Okay, then I'll just yeah. continue. No, it's good. Um, it makes me sad because in schools, I think even today, or at least while I was in school, they made it seem like if you were anybody, you went to a good college. And they didn't even give anybody the option of like, hey, did you know that community college is way cheaper? It's the same class as the first two years. And it's like immensely way less money. And it, it's just crazy to me that they don't they make it seem like if you want to be an artist or if you want to be you know a hairstylist or whatever that isn't you know a good job Mm -hmm. that they they look down on you or it's just it's unfortunate it's really unfortunate and i think a lot of people end up going into things that they don't want to do because of it yeah and 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 one of the like famous quotes that i always think of is like you know if you if you um if you do a job that you love, you never work a day in your life, right? 
Exactly. Um, and I, I, for a while, I, I was like so narcissistic about that because I don't know why I was, but I felt like no matter what job I do, I'm going to end up hating it. Mm-hmm. I just felt that way for a while because I didn't believe people when they said that because um, I hated every job I had for a very long time until, of course, I did ASMR. And then I was like, oh, so this is what they mean. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then one last thing, you, I think you touched on it. So did you actually end up um, doing a degree in business? I stopped, stopped. because because mm-hmm. I had already gotten the position as a manager mm-hmm. um, without needing so the degree. Need, yeah. So I was like, why? I should have, you know, to have the degree. But at the same time, I was like, I have the experience. It's on my resume. I can just say, hey, I've been a manager in this position, you know, in this company, which yeah. it's like, a, it, it's a, it's a, I don't want to say what company, but when people see the name, they're like, oh, like I respect that company. Mm-hmm. So, and that um, was more valuable, like than an actual exactly. piece, of, piece of paper, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I thank you for talking about that. Cause that's the first time I've kind of like touched on, um, you know, um, parts of people's lives like that. So I actually enjoyed that. Um, um, but now we're going to talk more on the ASMR side of things. So, so basically when I get a guest on, I kind of like, you know, put their channel under the spotlight type of thing. Um, and the first, the first thing I noticed actually was you, you started your channel or you created your YouTube account, probably more likely in, um, 2014 but you obviously didn't start uploading till um 2018 i kind of got from that that you've probably been a youtube fan for a while and and what type of videos did you used to watch back then i guess versus what you still watch now that's that's not asmr Mm -hmm. so uh i have obviously been super into youtube for a long time like you mentioned i've always wanted to be a youtuber like i said for a long time i've wanted to be an actor an actress or a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously when I saw YouTube at first, it was like, you know, for fun. So I watched Smosh a lot. Like they were the fucking best. I think um, it's the second time someone's mentioned that. <laughs> I love Smosh. I loved Smosh so much and Jenna Marbles so much. Um, and like uh, I watched makeup videos too, even though I didn't recreate them. I just liked watching them. Mm-hmm. was I think at the time ASMR and I did not realize it. Yeah, like unintentional. I didn't watch, yeah, I didn't watch them to learn how to do makeup. I just liked watching them put it on and stuff. I don't yeah. Know. Um, so yeah, so I watched YouTube, like that sort of those sort of like those funny sketches, um, Nigahiga. Mm-hmm. I know who that is, yeah. Yeah, him. He was one of my favorites. <laughs> um so yeah, just like the funny sketches. And that's what I wanted to, to be. I wanted, well, I didn't, that wasn't like my major goal, but I really, really wanted to be a YouTuber. Um, when Vine came out, I did, I was on Vine very regularly Yeah. Um, to, to do those funny sketches because I love comedy. That's something that's really big for me in my life is I love comedy. Um, so yeah, I, it used to, I used to watch YouTube for comedy and then it became like an ASMR thing. So did you like you know, you're watching lots of YouTube videos. Did you like know, like you wanted to be obviously not an ASMR YouTuber at that time, but just a YouTuber in general? Was that always like an aspiration? Um, I think it was more of, I thought of it more as like a stepping stone. I thought, oh, well, if I upload on YouTube, then maybe I'll get enough notoriety to like 
be like a comedy person or something like that. I don't know. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I was like, but that's a weird reason to want to join YouTube. So I just never did because like, if you want to be something, be something, don't do it as a stepping stone or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then I found ASMR and for a while I just, I watched like regular ASMR, um, like Maria, uh, or gentle whispering, uh, and like latte, uh, ASMR. And they were more the more traditional ASMR. And I was like, Oh, I just, I watch it cause it's very yeah. uh, soothing. Um, but then I found uh, Good Night Moon and The White Rabbit and who else? I think there was like somebody else that did role plays that I found. Oh, GB. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um. And what and was you, like, what, what year was this? Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. So this, well, basically, whenever I, mm, I wanna, I wanna say, whenever I started my YouTube channel, like actually started posting. Okay, I so think. so like 2018, maybe 2017. 2018, mm -hmm. yeah, 28. So um, yeah, I, I think I had watched role play ASMR for about like three months before I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be in on this because it was a way that I could. It wasn't. It was initially a way to to create and let out steam. But then you know it, it blossomed into what it was because mm -hmm. like I was like I can do that like. I can post that on YouTube and I don't know. It was just something to do for fun because my job was stressful and then it just became something else. Yeah. So that leads me on to the next thing. Like, um, it sounds like it was a mental outlet for you. Yeah. Um, so I mean, throughout my whole life, whenever I was like sad or depressed, I would go to creating and mm -hmm. that was like, it's it just, it's weird how, it could really get all of your feelings out. Um, like when I, I used to draw a lot, I can't draw anymore. I'm not very good at it because you have to keep up with it. But I used to be really good at drawing. And whenever I would feel sad, I would draw, draw out my feelings and then I would feel so much better. Um, I used to do painting a little bit. Um, but the thing about drawing and painting is I'm a perfectionist with them. So sometimes it would feel good and then sometimes it would make me feel even worse. Yeah because it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. Yeah. But, um, so I love create, creating, it makes me feel good. Um, and in 2018, 2017, I was watching ASMR. I had seen these role players that were also doing ASMR and GB was doing um, like cosplay with it. Mm -hmm. And I always want, I've never done cosplay before. I had always wanted to. Um, and then a tragedy happened and I, I, we lost someone in our family who was very close to me. And it was just, I was so lost and I was so like stricken with grief. Mm -hmm. I, I did not know what to do. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to put all my energy into creating. Yeah. And I, I put so much energy into creating videos and it, I, I truly, it helped me so much. It yeah. helped so much. That was your coping mechanism. Yeah. It was. And it was, it was so helpful. It made me feel so much better. I love that. And I'm, I'm sorry for your loss as well. Ah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so you, you kind of answered my questions as you go along here, which is pretty good. It makes my life easier. Um, and I think you mentioned some of them early ASMRs that you came across. I'm guessing they were probably um, 
like big inspirations for you, but is there anyone that really stands out like inside the community that was, that was a big inspiration? Um, and then outside the community as well, which I, I guess that one's kind of obvious if you do watch your channel and it's obviously, you know, fantasy and video games have yeah. played a big influence, but yeah, can you touch on any of that? I'd say, um, for inspiration, it was probably mostly because JP does role plays and cosplays on her channel, but she does do mostly other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the white rabbit, um, she did almost exclusively role plays. Um, and I really liked her videos. So I decided that I was going to be an exclusively role play channel. So I'd say, I'd say her, yeah. um, in terms of like starting and thinking like I could do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, outside of ASMR, it was my husband because I am someone like one of the things that I wish I could change about myself is that I give up so easily. <laughs> Um, if I don't think that I can do it, it's so easy to convince yourself, oh, I can't do that. And I was just saying like, oh, I kind of want to do a YouTube channel. Like I kind of want to make videos. And he was just like, then do it. Mm -hmm. Cause he's not that he's like a golden retriever. Like nothing can get him down, which <laughs> is perfect for our dynamic. Yeah. Because I, I need that. I need someone that'll be like, yeah, just do it. Like you can do it. Just try. And I'm over here like, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> But um, so he was my, him and my sister, because my sister was an avid watcher of ASMR. She's a huge fan of ASMR. She had been watching ASMR for years. Huge Heather Feather fan. Yeah. Just, and I told her I was thinking about it and she was like, you have to, you have to make an ASMR channel. So those two people just kind of being my cheerleaders through the beginning yeah. of all that before I had, you know, fans that would help cheerlead for me as well. Mm -hmm. So they were my biggest cheerleaders. So even if my video was posted and it got like a hundred views, they were like, yeah, go away. <laughs> That's so nice that you've had, that you've had them people there to support you. Um, yeah. cause I've, I asked that, I've asked that question quite a lot and, and, and I've expected that type of answer, but no one's actually said any, anybody like that. Um, so it's, it's nice, it's nice to hear that you had that support. Um, mm -hmm. I was very lucky. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to ask was like, you know, what, what got you into like, you know, fantasy in general? Was there something in particular as a kid that like stands mm -hmm. out? Or were you, were your parents maybe into it? Yeah. So my dad was freaking nerd. <laughs> he was the biggest nerd. Uh -huh. Um, and he introduced me to all these nerdy movies and I have a twin brother and so we obviously grew up you know playing together and yeah. the way we would spend time together would be playing video games and the first game that I played was Pokemon on the freaking Game, game Boy uh, and so that was I think the first game I ever played and then the second game was the um, Ocarina of Time on Classic. the Classic. Nintendo 64 mm -hmm. and that game in particular really stuck with me and I just we played it over and over and over and we had like the guidebook that you had to go through because there was no internet that you could look up how to do stuff yeah so you had to like flip through the book and figure out like how to get through this dungeon mm -hmm. and it was just so amazing and then they came out with Majora's Mask and that was it was just such an amazing experience and then from there I think we were both just like hooked on video games. Yeah, that was it. Um, 
And then, of course, when you're into nerdy stuff, it kind of blossoms and you have a nerdy father that's showing you all this stuff. Um, Because we were we're twins. We're a boy and a girl. And my dad is born on May 4th, May the 4th. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so it's almost like destined that he put us onto Star Wars and, you know, all these funny TV shows and movies and things. And um, I guess just growing up around that culture of nerdiness, you become a nerd. Yeah. And, oh, and, and he introduced okay. us to World of Warcraft oh, wow. when we were early middle school, I'd say. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we just played World of Warcraft with him for years. And I, I still dabble with it. I don't play it quite as much anymore, but. Yeah, you can, you can, you can lose your life on that game. Uh, there were time, there were chunks of my life that I played it way too much yeah i remember i remember as a kid i played the um the trial version and i could like i have quite an addictive personality and i could just i could find myself slipping i was like i can't buy this game because i'm just gonna lose my life playing it (laughs) yeah i i it's funny i have i have an addictive personality too but it depends like i never know what i'm going to latch on to so like um world of warcraft in like pockets like for a span of six months i would play nothing but world of warcraft i would stay up to like freaking 4 a.m playing nothing but world of warcraft and then one day i'd just be like mm, i'm done with it and then I'd move on to the next thing and so i never know what i'm gonna latch on to next yeah oh, um so that kind of like wraps up the past section um that was so much fun by the way and <laughs> and, and we're kind of going to talk about the present now and and again more more focus on videos um so the first thing I have is, or the first thing I do when I look is to go back to your first video that's on your channel. Sometimes that might not be the first video you've created because you've deleted them or unlisted them or whatever. But the first video that's on there is a favorite triggers video. Um, and I, I love that you kept that up because I watched it to check if it was your actual first one and, and, I, and it was. Um, and it's funny because I've been thinking about like removing some of my um, earlier vids as well. Do you ever like watch that back for like perspective? Um, I haven't watched it in a while, but every once in a while I'll get like comments on it. It'll like pop up and then it'll be like someone commented on this and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's here still we, up. Here we go. Um, but yeah, I, some of my old role plays, I'll see the thumbnails and I'm just like, that's what she used. That's what I just think. So there are a lot of channels where people either delete their old videos or they start out and they're like immediately good i I like to see i like to see the timeline Mm -hmm. on other people's channels to see how they have uh grown and learned and improved and i think that's just a really magical thing so i thought i would show it plus i feel like people will get mad at me if some of those early videos a lot of people really really like and um, I think if I deleted one, I'd immediately get a message on Patreon, like, why'd you delete that? Yeah. No, I know what you mean yeah. about, I mean, that's why I do this section, because it's kind of like I get to like live out that journey as as I, as I watch, yeah. like from the first video to now. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I do cringe at them. Don't get me wrong. I cringe very hard at most of them, but you yeah. know, I leave them up. Yeah. No. Um, I, I think the best thing about that video is, you from the get-go from that first video you literally 
spoke it into existence that you loved fantasy role plays and that's what you wanted to do on your channel and i thought that was so special and the only the other thing i wrote for this bullet point was biscuit the cat mvp <laughs> yes <laughs> i have two cats i have biscuit and gravy yeah and it's funny whenever i take them to the vet because they're like that's their name and i'm like yep <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he like he like jumps onto the back of your chair when you're filming. He just he knew he was like witnessing greatness just unravel in front of him. Yeah, they're they're both girls, but um, oh sorry, it, no, it's okay. I do the same thing because I had boy dogs growing up, so I automatically assume every animal said boy. Um, as, yeah, that's her, that's her spot is the back of my chair, and that's why I got this one because she can't sit here. <laughs> No, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of, I kind of looked, you know, a bit further on and you I think you done like a paper mache video next. Um, I think it was like a Zelda themed one. Um, and then after that, like you can see the numbers, like your channel just really took off. Um, after the Nia, you done like a Nia, uh, automata roleplay, right? Um, you know, what was I guess it was kind of instant success. So like, what was, what was that like? Um, did it like hit you and motivate you more to think like, hang on a second, like I can actually do something special here. Yeah. Um, that it was such a weird moment because I was literally filming with a manila folder and my background was my wall mm -hmm. and I had a blue yeti and a crappy camera and people really liked it and I was like okay um it was very exciting like any every time I hit a milestone we would like go out to dinner it's like so nice for like a you know celebration which we don't do anymore because I it's funny because like milestones don't really they don't really feel as good as they do when they're when they're, you know, when you hit the first thousand or when mm -hmm. your video gets the first hundred views or the first thousand views, doesn't feel as good as, as back then because, yeah. I don't know, it's unexpected and you have no expectations of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but it was exciting because I was like, people like what I'm putting out there. Yeah. Like, people like my videos. And so it, it felt like, oh, people like my personality. And so I just kind of was like okay let's let's put out some weird ones like, yeah. let's go crazy no i love that um and then and then like you said yeah it was it was pretty much instant success um and then your first video to hit uh six figures was um the padme i should have actually i should have actually questioned you on that to see if you knew um but it was the padme oh, takes padme takes care of you video which has uh 181,000 views what was it do you think about that video that just kind of pushed it over the edge compared to what you'd done previously? That actually, if you had asked me what was the first video that like kind of went like, you know, viral mm -hmm. on your channel, I would say the Padme one because that one really like exploded in terms of views. Um, I remember um, Fred's voice commented on it. And I had not interact. I was not on Twitter yet. I was not on Instagram. I had not interacted with cre big creators at all at that point. And Fred's voice commented on it, and he said like a Star Wars joke. I can't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, Yeah. <laughs> um, 
it was like I was like so excited. Uh, but I Can posted it on Reddit and it got really popular on Reddit too. And I was like, whoa, yay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's fulfilling also, when creators like notice you like that. Yeah. I I I love it and I hate it because I pronounced uh Geonesis. I still can't pronounce it. Like I have a really bad time. I said Genesis, but it's Geonesis or I just can't pronounce it. Yeah. And um I it's a planet. Um and people like half the comments are just correcting me on the pronunciation. And I'm like, look at the other there's a million comments. I even pinned the comment saying, like, hey guys. Padme had a hard day and she pronounced Geonesis wrong. So can we like chill? And I still would get thousands of comments of people being like, um, actually it's pronounced this way. But you know, most people commented and just said like, Hey, this is really great. No, you always get them backseat comments when you like, you do like a specific niche video and like, there's always some guy sitting on the backseat. Especially on Star Wars videos. I found that, Without fail, no matter what, I will get people correcting me on very minute things, like not even big things, like very small <laughs> details. Um, and it, it, I just, I'm used to it at this point, especially with the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Fine. It'd be good if you could just like hand out juice boxes to the comment section, just like you just sip this and just, just watch the video. <laughs> just, shh, shh, just enjoy. Shh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, I was looking, obviously, like I said, you've, you've, you've got 170 videos up, um, and, and, you know, some notable ones again, you've done an Animal Crossing video, which has, um, 101,000 views, again, another Star Wars one, a Sith, uh, role play that has 220,000 views. You've got a personal assistant video that has 250,000 views, like insane that numbers. That one actually has a fun story though. The personal assistant one. Yeah. Well, I don't make them anymore, but the, I am very proud of this one because Goodnight Moon, who was at the time one of my biggest inspirations, yeah. saw the video and she has a whole personal assistant series. And she had back in the back when the first couple, she credited me for it. But after you know, she made it, then it kind of became more popular. Yeah. But I love to credit myself. I started the personal assistant <laughs> thing. I started it. It was me. <laughs> I love it. I started that trend. Yeah, and, and them videos just do so well now, like to this day. Mm-hmm. They're just one of the most popular ASMR pieces of content for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then speaking of that, another one, um, a cranial nerve exam, but this wasn't any old cranial nerve exam. This was yeah. a X-Men cranial nerve exam which has 231,000 views um and obviously by this point you have so many videos with six six figures it's just it's mind-boggling yeah it's weird because i i don't know when i realized this i went back and i saw that because back in the like when i first uploaded those they got maybe like 20,000 views Mm -hmm. you know um, but people went back and watched them and like there were some videos that kind of just blew up yeah. out of nowhere. Um, and the, that one was one of them, the, the mutant cranial nerve exam. Like it just kind of kept getting more and more views, even though it was, you know, like a, a video that was like six months old. Um, which, I mean, I love that. Please, it's okay. Yeah. Watch my old stuff. I'm fine. But I think that, so that one is funny because 
obviously I did a lot of fantasy role plays. I did a lot of role plays that were not popular. And um, I think anybody who does ASMR knows that there's kind of a an algorithm to mm-hmm. YouTube in success. And you have to make videos that are popular because no one's going to look up Animal Crossing ASMR. Like that doesn't pop into their mind. What yes. pops into their mind yeah. is cranial nerve exam. So I knew I was like, I want to get more views. And I want to get more traction, but I don't want to make just like any old cranial nerve exam. I mm-hmm. want to make it in my style. So almost all of my medical role plays are sci-fi because I wanted to have my spin on it. Um, so think, yeah, that was. Like, yeah, yeah that I think was I think that's intent. like a a great way of going about it. You know, it's not it's not a classic ASMR. And it's not a pure role play. It's like a it's like a blend of the two. Um, and I, obviously obviously it, it works really well. And um, yeah. It itches your um, creative uh, outlet in the process, which is the main thing. Um, and I, did, I didn't want to overanalyze too much of your videos, but the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I guess we have to talk about, is your most watched video of all time, which I'm probably, you're probably aware what that is. Um, it's the random, uh, sorry, random yeah. the silly tiefling video, which has yeah. uh, 473,000 views. Um, and I've, I wrote some notes. It was just like, you know, from, from the little, the little bit, the start that you've got, like walking through the woods, um, to the, to the actual cosplay, like the makeup, like the acting, everything is just, it's amazing. Um, what, what was it for you that you think made it your biggest hit? Um, so that video, I love that video so much because that was when I was introduced to critical role. Um, and I loved Jester and a lot of people loved Jester. I love Jester as well. And, um, I was like, maybe I'll do a Jester role play. But then I thought about it and I was like, that's kind of weird because I don't know if they're into ASMR. I don't want them to think I'm, because at that time, I mean, in general, I think ASMR just kind of has a stigma to it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I really like these voice actors. I really like these people. I don't want them to see this Jester ASMR and then feel creeped out by me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my own OC, but it's going to be different. It's going to be Jester-esque with the energy and the tiefling, but it's going to be my own character. And so I sat down and I created a tiefling warlock. I did a whole character sheet for her. And I just was hopped up on energy and excitement of creating a D&D character that I really liked. And um, I put it out there and it immediately... I uh, got so many views, mm-hmm. way more than I than I was ever used mm-hmm. to, and it kept going up and up and up. And so many people were telling me around this time, especially on this video, like that's not ASMR because it is uh, louder. And mm-hmm. a lot of people thought ASMR was whispering, but to me, anytime I have experienced ASMR in life, people were talking to me in a normal tone. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't. You know, they were trying to like sell me something or they were being sweet to me or, you know, it was in the doctor's office, but they weren't whispering at me. No. So when I, or, or maybe I, this is also a, a way that I get some more people who have big personalities and are very like interested in you, even though you're quiet. I, I love that. And so that was that type of ASMR to me. Random has a big personality and she's really bubbly and she really thinks you're cool for whatever <laughs> reason. And I think people really, um, kind of caught on to that you know they they loved her personality and how she's stupid but also 
accidentally keeps killing things and doesn't understand that she's killing things and just like <laughs> she's yeah i i i love that um video and i'm so happy that a lot of people ended up liking it mm-hmm. uh, I, I have people that i i have friends of friends that would be like oh yeah i'm gonna go you know hang out with amy and they'd be like amy and they'd be like you know the tiefling girl <laughs> oh yeah yeah the tiefling girl yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I like became like the tiefling girl, which is yeah. why I have so many tiefling characters, I guess. But <laughs> tieflings are the best. They are. They're cute. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I, oh, it it is such a fun video, and I, I guess you kind of you kind of capture what you know what Laura Bailey created in Jester, and then you kind of like bring that together with um, your own personal style and flavor, and just you know blend it into this you know awesome character and and obviously that's shown in the views because people can just get on board with it right yeah I, it's funny because a lot of my most popular videos are my chaotic characters that people say this isn't asmr like my bard is very like hey how's it going you know <laughs> just like crazy and that's another one of my most popular videos and they love my chaotic characters that aren't necessarily asmr so yeah i think i think you can get yeah, as long as you like kind of commit yourself to Im- immerse, what's the word I'm looking for? Becoming immersed in the video and like allowing your mind to just focus in on it. Like you'll just get ASMR through doing that. Like you say, it doesn't need to be whispered or anything like that. You'll just, yeah, you'll kind of get the same effects just from mm-hmm. just from being so immersed. Um, and, you know, obviously you said, yeah, um, random is inspired by Jester, so I'm guessing that means you are a hashtag critter, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you? Yeah. How did you? Uh, yeah. How, I guess how did you become a fan of Critical Role in the first place? So um, I knew of Ashley Johnson from The Last of Us, mm-hmm. and I knew of Matt Mercer from Overwatch, and of yes. course, it, it, I want to to at some point go into voice acting and so i really loved their voices i loved their performances and i just kind of like started looking more into them and then what do you know i find critical role and it kind of went from there because i had just i had just started d and well not around it was before that but i started D D. I think around two years ago and um so you know i wanted to get more immersed it immersed into the D and D genre Same, yeah 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 no i think i i, I relate to that myself um because i was playing D for maybe like three years before i started watching critical role and i um probably like during lockdown it like ramped up for me um and mm-hmm. I, I i binged so i started i started on the second season because i was like i want to catch Same. up to this before i get spoiled because it's still ongoing right um so yeah i kind of i binge watched all of that um and obviously being ill, like I, I, I wasn't at work. So I was just sitting there, like, mm-hmm. gr- honestly, I was grinding videos. I was just like, there was no tomorrow. Um, but it got me through some hard times and it's, they're yeah. all really lovely people. And the storylines are so epic. Um, they're so good at what they do. Like, yeah. Wow, they're so into their characters and they, oh my gosh, they're just all so talented. Matt is just a fantastic <sighs> storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what video it was, but I used to get a lot of people saying like, oh, you remind me of Pike. And I was like, what? 
who's Pike? And that's another, (laughs) how I found out there were two seasons. (laughs) Do you have like a, um, a specific moment from the series that's, that's your favorite or anything like that? Um, like just a hype moment. I I, because they're so long, I haven't gotten super, super far. I just know that I really like Bo and Yasha. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of that, actually, I think one of the guys from the, from the cast posted something uh, yesterday and it was a quiz in the New York times. Um, it was like a crossword quiz. And, um, one of the clues for the, for the questions was, um, uh, what was it? Yasha's love interest from Critical Role. And obviously the answer was Bo, but it was like, it was like, it was a, just like this realization that like Critical Role is like this big now. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, 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 I actually can't believe that either, that they were in, yeah. in the New York Times. Um, I just, I, I love all those voice actors. Um, uh, like uh, Marisha Ray, I think mm-hmm. I got her name right. Yeah. I, I think she's really, I just think she's really awesome. I think as a person, I think she's really cool. And, um, a lot of people hate on her and I hate that because I think she's awesome. So yeah. I, I think they're all awesome. No, yeah, they, they're all funny. They, they really are. I think I could, I could talk all day about them, but I hate to talk about you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, so the next thing I had was, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking at your videos and I guess this kind of ties in what we've just been talking about. Um, but I know it's obviously I'm a big fan. I know it's two, the last of us role players on your channel. Um, now, I guess it isn't really a secret at this point that you're actually involved in a incredible fan-made film of the game. Like, talk to me about that. How did that come about? Yeah. Um, this is like one of the times that I realized, holy crap, like ASMR could actually bring me outside of ASMR. This mm-hmm. is weird. So I would obviously get a ton of comments from the beginning. Whenever I started my channel, I got a ton of comments that were like, hey, you look like Ellie from The Last of Us. And I always would kind of just brush it off because I had never played The Last of Us. I was like, whatever. But I think six months into my channel, I was like, okay, let me look into this. And I played the game and I fell in love with it because it's such a good game. Um... And initially I was like, I'm not going to make a role play because Ellie is very young. I did not realize that, you know, when people were saying it earlier, how young she was. And so I didn't want to make a ASMR role play because I know people can get creepy with ASMR. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I was like, you know what? I want to make this video as Ellie and I'm just going to freaking do it. And I did it and it was another one of my most popular videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, The Last of Us 2 came out, and I made The Last of Us 2 YouTube like video, which I, I love The Last of Us 2 as well. Not quite as much as the first one. But oh, really? I'm the way around. <laughs> They're very different. They're very different to me. They're like two very, very separate games. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to, like, you know, rank them. Yeah. Uh, but Tommy was looking to put a fan film together and he was looking on, I think he found me on Instagram, actually. He didn't even find me through YouTube. He found a picture of my cosplay on Instagram and then he, I guess, then went to my YouTube and saw the original Ellie video yeah. of the Ellie from TLU1 and um, then he reached out to me and at first I said, I was like, oh, no, I can't do it. I live in Washington and you want to shoot in Atlanta. 
and he was like, oh, everything's paid for. It's fine. This is before I knew I was going to move to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. He's like, everything's paid for. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And I was like, really? And then, you know, the more I looked into it, I was like, this is actually like an official thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is actually a, a shoot. And um, I'm so glad that he asked me to be a part of it. I still had to audition. And I was, I'm like, really glad I got the part. Yeah. It was so much freaking fun. I had never done film before i'd never it was hard to get into because i didn't know what i was doing on set mm-hmm. i was just like what 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 you want me to do the scene how many times um but <laughs> it was so freaking cool and i loved it so much um I, i'm so happy that i was a part of it yeah, yeah. You, you really hit it out of the park honestly like if you haven't seen it please, please go and watch it I'll, I'll put it in the description somewhere so many people did so well on it like even i was surprised at how amazing it turned out i just so good i love it yeah. and they're super amazing nice people too which made it an even better experience yeah so like what, what was it like you know going into that without any acting experience did you yeah I, I, yeah i'm guessing did you know kind of did you have like the confidence to say oh, i can actually do this like i'm 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 born ready for this or so a, a little bit of both because of course i i'm confident in my acting abilities to a point you know i i know my limits i know mm-hmm. that you can always get better i of course know that i i can obviously get better but i had confidence in my acting enough and of course i'd played the game and i really liked the character so i knew that i could probably do a pretty good job of like embodying the character um and it, just in general, because I was so excited, I was so freaking excited to be a part of something like this that I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to try. I'm going to try. I was yeah. so nervous the first day when I showed up on set because it was so new to me. And, you know, of course, you know, I'm just anxious about new things. And the first scene was hard for me because thankfully it wasn't a um, dialogue scene. It was just an action scene. Mm-hmm. So I didn't need to worry too much about acting, but uh it was really hard for me to get over my nerves and stuff. Uh, but they knew that it was the first, yeah, uh, you know, shoot that I had ever been in. So yeah, they were really nice about it. And eventually you get so into it that it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't take too long. Yeah, it just goes out the it. window. Yeah. 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 <sighs> so, uh, yeah. It's just so cool. Like, yeah. And, and obviously, you know, you do have, you know, it's clear that you have not only, physical person uh similarities to to ellie but you know i think you do have a lot of personality traits that are similar as well um and then it's funny because you mentioned you um you grew up in washington state which is where the um the second game is primarily filmed um yeah yeah oh my god i when i heard that the second game was going to be set in seattle i was like no way because i was living there at the time and it was just so funny seeing the map uh you know that ellie carries and mm-hmm. it's downtown seattle and i yeah. was like what? it was just a lot of fun to you know while you play the game yeah and it's just come full circle for you right like now yeah. you know you're starring in this fan film and it's blew up right it's got like how many views like yeah it's almost at 300k and it's it went up last tuesday which is insane because because yeah. For, you know, a ASMRist like me or, you know, an, a bigger ASMRist that's bigger than me, views like that is, those views are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
imagine Tommy had a thousand subscribers. Yeah. And it blew up that much. Mm-hmm. That really goes to show yeah. like how amazing. No, yeah. I, and I, I hope he, you know, I hope he continues to do amazing things like this because I think that that film just show, showcased yeah. everything about him. He he did such an amazing job. I um he plans on doing a second part with Abby and older Ellie, and I think he's gonna do. He said a part after The Last of Us Two, which we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's gonna go, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I want to ask you more about The Last of Us because I'm obsessed with it. Um, who, who's yeah, who's your favorite character? That's a good one, and why? Um, of course. I mean, I feel like Ellie is kind of like okay. I feel like that's I yeah. Them. So Ellie, <laughs> I think because I went into it knowing that I looked like her, but also she does have personality traits like me, where she's very uh, strong-minded, and <clears throat> I am as well um i just i i love that she takes no shit and she's just she's a badass and she i love that about took her the words right out of my mouth <laughs> yeah she's a freaking badass and um especially in the second i mean she was badass in the first one too but the second one i it kind of made me sad to see her kind of descend into madness somewhat mm-hmm. um, and sadness whatever i'm really glad that she i don't i mean i don't want to spoil anything but i'm really glad about what happened in the end and mm. uh yeah yeah ellie's my favorite yeah no the ending i just wanted to be happy you know what i mean i just exactly yeah yeah i mean of course it's like sad you know it's a sad ending i didn't want it to end like that mm-hmm. but i'm glad that it did and the cycle was ended yeah um and what you know what is what are your thoughts on abby because i know obviously for the most part abby got a lot of backlash and so did laura um, unfortunately um oh i i heard about that yeah it's just stupid right it's like we're, we're not going to get into that yeah. yeah but yeah did you did you relate with abby did you see where you know her side of the story was coming from i did not like abby initially for obvious reasons mm-hmm. you know when you first meet her she does something terrible and you're like, wow, I fucking hate you. <laughs> um, and then we played as her and I was like, why are we playing as Abby right now? Yep. And then when you find out who her father is, then you're like, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Of course, you know, I didn't forgive her for what she did. Yeah. I see. I understood why. Yeah. And it helped me to like want to know her more mm-hmm. and want to know her backstory and stuff. And everything, got, all the pieces sort of got put together. But it took me a while to not dislike Abby. In the end, I f- still feel like she's not my favorite character. But mm-hmm. I do respect her for for being the better person in, yeah. in the end. So. Yeah, she stopped, she stopped that cycle of revenge, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I I think I I completely agree with everything that you said. Um, I I really loved her relationship with um Yara and Lev. I yes. thought I thought their dynamic was really good, and I think that that scene where um Lev saves Yara and and Abby is is so powerful, right? It's like a very dark scene, but yeah. it's 
and it, and it was the scene from the um i think it was like the first clip of the last of us 2 i think that was what they showed you and everyone was like theorizing oh this is ellie's mom and stuff like that and we had no oh idea we had no idea right but i love that yeah. scene um i i think her relationship with yar and lev is what made me not dislike her anymore yeah exactly yeah seeing how they changed her mm -hmm. really i i really loved that yeah. yeah just yeah just her like you know throwing herself out there to protect them and and, and all that jazz um so yeah. good but then just how like they they introduced all of abby's friends and you kind of got like their backstories yeah. and stuff like that as well it, it, it's just a perfect oh. game for, for me <laughs> yeah even though i didn't like all of her friends you know i it still made it i i love video games or movies that make me feel something and the last of us made me feel something all the time because mm -hmm. they would make introduce the characters they would show you know abby's view of these characters and how they're her friends they fucking kill them off <laughs> yeah and so it hurts even more no uh, it's, yeah. it's sad anyway we'll stop talking about the last of us because yeah i know i don't i don't want to spoil it no. i mean that, that doesn't spoil it too much it's a gory game you expect people to die you don't know who's dying so yeah some people live okay <laughs> yeah if you've never played the last of us um do yourself a favor and play it um it's so good it's like you're playing a movie and that's it like is. that's amazing to me um okay the last thing well not the last thing but in terms of like the present day um stuff i wanted to talk about um i wanted you to take us through the mind of amy k for a second right you're sitting down you're planning videos how does that look from start to finish basically? And um, you know, what are all the different parameters that you think about? Do you, do you kind of have like a, um, like a topic? So like, Oh, you know, X-Men's current at the minute, let's make an X-Men film. Or is it more of like, Hmm, this is the type of video I want to create with these certain triggers. Um, what, what type of topic fits better with that? How, you know? Yeah. So I would say that the, Unfortunately, the triggers come last. Um, they're mm -hmm. like the last piece of the puzzle. So usually what starts a video idea is something that inspires me or maybe I want to dress up a certain way. Um, it will obviously, if a, something is really popular at the time, chances are I'm into it. I like a lot of nerdy things. I'm not, I'm one of those people that I dabble in a lot of, a lot of different nerdy areas. Yeah. So chances are I'm into it and I, I want to do a role play of it and it just happens to be popular at the time. So I don't often, sometimes I do. I'm like, this is popular. I'll make a role play of it, but not often. It's usually I'm just really into it. Um, yeah, something will inspire me, you know, maybe a show I watched or an anime I watched. And I start usually with the character, like what I want their personality to be like, mm -hmm. what I want them to look like. And then I go to background. Um, and while I'm putting together the background and the pieces of the character, I'm also writing at the same time. I, I'm not, my, my thinking is not very linear. It's, oh, maybe they should have goggles. Okay. Let's, this is, this is something they should say. Oh, maybe the background should have this. Oh, maybe this is a line that they'll say. Yeah. And then, so I write it kind of in pieces and it all comes together and I end up writing like several videos at the same time. Like I just don't sit down and write one video. Um, because I am very scatterbrained in that way. I have darn plain again, but um, <laughs> you have ADD, which is different from ADHD, but they're pretty similar. But because of that, I have like pieces of, 
like seven videos being written right now. And then whatever video ends up being finished for that week is the video that I do. Yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing was, um, like, how do you keep it fresh? But as I wrote that question, I was like, it's kind of obvious, right? Cause like <laughs> fantasy is just so vast and wide. Like you, there's, there's, there's so many like sub genres that you could just dive into. Right. Yeah. So sometimes, I mean, I've been doing a lot of, uh, it's hard cause there's, yeah, there's so many different genres of fantasy. I've been doing a lot of like D and D, uh, esque fantasy mm-hmm. lately just because like that's kind of where my inspiration has been but i i do have other inspirations right now um i, I mean i don't want to give any away no not spoilers <laughs> um oh gosh what was the question oh yeah how do you Just keep it, it fresh? fresh yeah keeping it fresh because uh, you don't want to do too many f- fantasy you don't want to do too many of the same video because mm-hmm. then people start it starts to get stale and then people are like yeah, but you made a video like that like two weeks ago. So, and that's when I'm like, okay, we're going to move on to sci-fi yeah. or let's do, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a cop like detective role play or, you know, you gotta, you gotta mix it up. Mm-hmm. And that's how you keep it fresh because all of a sudden people are expecting you to post fantasy and then bam, out of nowhere, you I'm pulling them. you out of a simula- simulation or something. Yeah. There's some like dark body horror going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing, um, for for channels like yours like is october your like favorite month to upload yeah october i love it's funny because if i want to do a vampire asmr i'll post you it just do it yeah i'll post it you know in in may i don't care um but october is some of my favorite uh, time of the year because a lot of channels that don't normally do role plays will start to do role plays around mm-hmm. that time yeah or they'll finally feel like enough confidence to dress up as a character that they've wanted to dress up as. And that's one of the reasons why I love October so much. Usually with my views, um, October isn't really a good month for me. I don't know why. I think think it's because all of a sudden a lot of people are doing real plays and it kind of, I don't know what's the word. The views like Uh, trickle out to other people. The the market gets saturated. Yeah, that's that's a good Yeah. 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 So uh, then, you know, there's a lot of other real plays to watch. So my views aren't amazing during October, but for viewing purposes as an ASMR fan, you love it. I love October. Mm-hmm. So you say that you're an ASMR fan. Who who are your your go-to uh, creators to watch at this moment in time? Uh, so my uh, who I watch definitely rotates. Mm-hmm. I'll like kind of stick onto a creator and I'll watch like every video they upload. Yeah. And there are some that no matter what i'll watch what they upload because they're just my genre but um like right now i've been really into uh peace and serenity asmr which is funny because she doesn't upload videos like fantasy videos but i just really like her voice you know and Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't matter what the asmr is you just like someone's voice and i will listen to her ramble about makeup which I don't know too much about makeup. I don't really care about makeup uh, or she'll ramble about all the different perfumes she has. I have never in my life bought perfume. I don't give a crap about perfume. But for some reason, I love listening to her talk about all her perfumes, (laughs) you know, Um, because I just like her voice. And uh, of course, you know, Atlas ASMR, I love 
fantasy ASMR where you get pulled into a, I don't know, you just, you, you can distract your mind for a while. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times that's what people want, right? Like they've just had a hard day at work. They want to kind of immerse themselves um, in something else. I'm going to like scroll. I'm going to like look real quick. In my, look. Yeah. In my history. Cause I, uh-huh. I, I do. I mean, I don't listen to, I also am a person that I don't watch one specific person all the time. I, I, I enjoy branching out and watching other people all the time. So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, obviously Whisperwind ASMR. I, I love Sage. I love, again, her her ability to bring you into a story. I think she's a fantastic actress. Let's see, my channel. D-d-d-d-d-d, history. Um. Oh, oh, I love um, Glow and GB, of course. I don't watch all of, oh, and Goodnight Moon. I don't watch all of their videos, but of course, like every, they're some of my go-tos. Yeah. Um, and also like Ryan ASMR. I love comedy. And I think I, anytime he puts out a comedy ASMR video, I'll watch Ryan ASMR. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just, and there's so much, I think I seen a stat, like, was it 20, in 2018, there was like 3 million ASMR videos on YouTube or something like that. And obviously that's increased like probably tenfold since then, but you know, you can, there's, there's always going to be a new creator that you come across. Right. And, and yeah. And and of course, like I named those names, but that doesn't mean that those are the only people I listen to. Like I will sometimes just scroll on Twitter and click on a name and just watch their video. Like I, I like to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is, um, you know, for anyone watching that's maybe thinking about starting their own channel or, you know, in the process of doing so, what, what kind of tips would you give for them? Hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, to just do what you like at first. Um, I, I mean, everyone has a certain type of ASMR that they watch the most. Um, and I, yeah, make what you, what makes you happy. I know that a lot of ASMR artists kind of get stuck into making what's popular mm-hmm. and that can sort of burn them out because, you know, that doesn't fill our cup. Like if I made nothing but trigger videos, I would probably have quit ASMR a long time ago because I don't watch trigger videos. I don't like making trigger videos, even if they're, well, they're not like insanely popular or anything, but if they happened to be popular at the time, Um, and I made those and then all of a sudden I got all my subscribers because of that one specific video Mm -hmm. that I don't like making. Now all of a sudden I can't make videos that I want to make. So like, yes, make the cranial nerve exams, make the spa videos, the makeup videos, whatever, but throw in a bit of yourself to keep yourself going and to keep it fun and happy. That way your channel grows on you and your personality instead of on the things that you know you know you don't really want to make long term yeah so yeah just be yourself i guess and um don't don't think too much about what other people are making you know just do you yeah no that's great advice um i always get some good answers for that so thank you very much um and yeah i kind of wanted to move on to the future this is probably like the the smallest um section and yeah the first thing is you know, how, how do you want to, um, like elevate your channel going forward? Is there any ideas in place, things that you want to implement without giving mm-hmm. spoilers, obviously? <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Um, I definitely want to finally figure out 
like lighting and uh, more editing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I want to because a lot of times I'll have an idea, an ASMR idea, a role play idea, and it, it it's vivid in my head and I know what I want it to look like, but my current skills because of them I can't make it look the way I wanted it to look, and I hate that. So at some point I want it to look exactly how I see it in my head, which mm-hmm. you know may include. Um, better editing or, you know, uh, better props and getting into like prop making or, you know, making costumes or whatever. Um, because I want, I want it to look the way I want it to look. Yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. Gosh, props cost so much freaking money. (laughs) (laughs) Like backgrounds. Gosh. (laughs) Um, a question I kind of got from that is, uh, do you, is, is everything on your channel and I guess social media is just, is that all you? Do you have do you have anyone that helps you? Anything like that? Um. So no, nobody helps me with anything. I do everything myself. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I get help from is sponsors. Yes. Um, I do have someone um, who helps to reach out to brands for me, and they like give me the offer, and then I go, yeah, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. That's the only like person I work through. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. that's testament to you as well and obviously what you've created because you've done it all yourself so <laughs> well done for that <laughs> i'm sure you don't need to hear it from me but um there you go uh so yeah so is there you know any any other future projects in the works that you can tell us about obviously you've done this fan film now um any any collabs coming up other acting opportunities anything mm-hmm. like that yeah, so I have been dabbling into voice acting, and I did recently get a part in an audiobook um, that is not like out yet. It's a very small part, but to me, it's big because it world, yeah. to me, yeah, it's my first like part in a voice acting role. So mm-hmm. I, you know, of course, I'm excited about it, even though it's fairly small. Same, same, but it's like you know, the last of a thing is a fan film, but that doesn't mean anything to me because to me it's like my first acting role mm-hmm. so that's why i have an audio um i have a voice acting thing coming at some point and um Love that. i have a script written for a collab that is a lot it's like i, I don't know how to explain it um it's like a mystery mm-hmm. and i have a big twist at the end and i love the script so much but First of all, finding who would even work for it and um, just be just like putting collabs together is so much work. I can imagine. So finding the energy to put to be ahead of a collab um, is a lot of energy. So eventually I want I because I've never done a huge collab on my channel and I want to do that. Yeah. Are we we talking like. B movie size collab like how, how big are we talking mm-hmm. not that big like me and three other people okay which of course i haven't found the three other people yet because i haven't really finished writing it yet because i have to yeah i have the the outline written but i need to write specifics but it's not it's not finished yet but i i really want it to happen i i want to do it that sounds uh, exciting yeah yeah Ooh, uh, and also i have a nerdy game night thing happening next month where uh, me and one five other ASM artists are going to be playing 
like a D&D inspired board game, drinking game. And I can't wait to put that out because I hope it gets really popular so that I can do it a lot and yeah. often. And then every couple months, I'll just have a, a board game night with, you know, different ASM artists. I oh, want that to be a thing. Yes, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. If it, if people like it, I'd love to invite you to play. Yeah, for sure. Me. For sure. <laughs> I've I've always wanted to get like a a group of ASM artists together just to play just to play D and D in general. I think it'd be so cool, right? Because everyone's pretty much you know good at you know acting and and all them things that come with playing D and D and just just role playing and just having fun. Like I think it'd be so good. I've been in a D and D campaign with uh, three other ASM artists for two years now. Wow. Who who is yeah. who's in that? Or is that is that like a secret? Oh, it's not. It's not a secret. Okay. It's called role for relaxation it's a podcast it's on like a lot of different oh, I um think, i think i have seen it come up yeah so um with uh whisper window asmr the asmr nerd and our uh, gm kyle which I, I think of him as an asmr artist because i mean he puts out role for relaxation you know so is, is that in is that in like soft spoken or whispered or is it just just normal it's soft spoken until something hype happens until something hype happens so it is very vaguely asmr at this mm -hmm. point it's so much fun i don't even it's one of those things where it's like i don't even care if nobody listens to it because no. i have fun you're just having fun with your friends you know yeah. playing uh D, D with those people so D, &D is so yeah. good yeah. i think fun. everyone should play D, &D. this there's so yeah. many, there's so many like skills you can gain from it, right? And it's just very sociable. So I think that helps as well. Um, so especially during lockdown, it's it's been good to kind of just like, well, you know, you're stuck in your house, you can't do anything, but then you can actually, you know, you can get on your computer and just immerse yourself in this different world and kind of forget about all the bad things that are happening in life. Uh, I love yeah, that. I love that aspect too. Whatever character that you want to be whoever you want to create my character um in this D, &D campaign is a badass because i wanted to feel like a badass yeah and Astrea is the name of the character and she is like short people and she's like strong as heck yeah. and just like fucking yeah and um because i wanted to be that and so every week i get to it gives you almost confidence you know mm -hmm. yeah it does uh, you kind of yeah. like Okay, I'm not I'm not Sam right now. I'm playing I'm playing in my case Grimjaw, and um, he's actually very he's like very charismatic, right? So I, he kind of just does his own thing and says things that I wouldn't be able to say to people. But then, then that kind of like uh, comes back to you as a person. You're like, well, actually, I could I could you know maybe do something like yeah, that myself. Hidden parts of our personality that aren't quite as outward, maybe. And I mean, I've also played as dumb characters too because they're fun to play. So Mm -hmm. fun to just be dumb and yeah. and funny and silly and i just it's it's fun and i i want D, &D i think something i hope is that i i want D, &D to be more mainstream yes i want more people to feel like they could play it mm -hmm. uh, it's hard i think as a newbie to get into but as long as you have a group of people that are uh understanding and willing to teach you and be there for you know the mechanics of it, mm -hmm. it it's so e it's easy to get into yeah yeah i know you're saying about more mainstream though i remember when i first got asked to play and I, i'll be totally honest like i thought i was, like i've always been a geek 
but I thought that was like past my threshold playing D and D, and I thought I was like above it. I was like, nah, like I can't, you can't see me playing this. Um, yes. And then, and then it's such a big part of my life now. So yeah. That's so funny that you say that because I felt that way too. I was like, because my dad also had, like literally had played D and D his whole life, but I was also like. Ugh. That is like such a geeky thing to do. Like I'm not quite there yet, you know, Mm -hmm. but then um, Kyle, the GM reached out to me and he was like, I'm putting together this, this ASMR D&D podcast. And I had only played D&D once before. And I was like, you know what? Let's freaking do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm so glad that I said yes, because now it's a huge part of my life. You know, like half the videos are inspired by it. It's so fun. Yeah. I need to do I need to do a role play of one of my characters, I think. You should. It's yeah. funny, you know, I say that because I haven't really I haven't role played my actual D D characters, but I do create characters that I haven't played in other games yet. Um and it's I don't know, it's fun. It's fun. So good. Play it. Yeah. Um the, yeah. yeah, so the last thing I want to um touch on is kind of what is the ideal future for Amy K? If you could create like ASMR for the rest of your life, would you do, would you do that? Is that an ideal future? Mm, I think that I want to create ASMR for as long as I'm relevant. Uh, In an ideal future, I am relevant for a good few years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I, I, but I also understand that on YouTube, no matter who you are, you will always have a point where you start to taper off. So my ideal future would be to do ASMR as long as I can, as long as people will watch and then get into voice acting as more of like a actual career Yeah. Um, or, or acting. I say voice acting because it's easier because you don't have to travel because acting does take a lot of traveling. Uh, and so, yeah, I yeah. want, I want to one day voice act in a video game or in anime. That is my dream. You can do it. I, it's my dream. Animation's actually going to ring you after this podcast finishes. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Funimation. <laughs> no. like, I, don't even, I don't even watch dubbed. <laughs> no, same. <laughs> if you watch dub anime, you, you're doing it wrong. Sorry. Ah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, no, but I think I think you are doing, you know, obviously great things with your channel, but obviously putting them steps in place now to kind of give you that other career path i guess um you know going forward which i think is is really good um and i'm happy for you uh but yeah i think i think we'll end it there before i i talk you to death and i just want to i just want to say like thank you so much for coming on um i couldn't believe it when you said yes and um yeah hopefully i didn't fangirl too much no 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 i was so happy that you asked i i i love talking with people um sometimes well depends sometimes i wake up and i'm very uh antisocial just because like sometimes it takes energy to talk mm-hmm. but i was i mean i was so happy that you asked because i mean i already knew that you had so many of the same interests as me yeah. so this made it more fun going into it because i knew that we would have so much to talk about exactly yeah <laughs> yeah I think if you were playing a drinking game and like drunk every time I smiled, you'd be absolutely wasted by now because I've just had a smile <laughs> on my face the whole time. It's just been so fun. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, if you did make it this far, um, please check out the 
uh, video description and the top comment to get links to Amy's channel and all her social media pages. I'm pretty sure 99% of people will know who you are already, but if you're that one person, if I get one person to visit your channel that didn't know, then that's a win for me. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, if you like this type of thing, there is more episodes every single week, every single Wednesday on my channel. Um, so yeah, so like the video if you liked it. Uh, comment down below what you thought. Any constructive criticism for me is appreciated as well because, um, you know, this is my first time doing something like this. So there's a lot of teething problems and there's a lot of space for me to evolve the podcast and obviously make it better. If you have any questions for Amy as well, she she might not get to them, but put them in the comments anyway. Um, that'd be cool. Uh, and yeah, subscribe if you're not subscribed already. I do normal ASMR videos as well twice a week and hit that bell icon to get notifications every time a new podcast video or ASMR video goes live. But for now, thank you again, Amy, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.